1: Keep on keeping that what you love you'll find that someday soon enough you will rise up rise up yeah. Welcome back to Underdog. Today we've got the second part of my amazing interview with Liz Teresa. If you haven't had a chance to hear part A, be sure to check it out. And without further ado, here is the second part of my incredible interview with Liz
0: Teresa. So, actually, I started out um, helping them with their marketing, the insurance agency where I was working. It's called NBA Insurance. Amazing. I'm still a licensed insurance agent, believe it or not, because if you keep your license, you get commission. Ah, you're entitled to it. And so fun. I'm still licensed. Yeah. Um, but it's not like my, my number one thing. I just keep the money cause it's nice to have money. And so, yeah, but it's a great family owned agency in South of Boston. And so they let me like, I was like, let me do your Facebook. And he was like, what are we doing? Um, but he kind of just, he's great. He tolerates me. <laughs> a lot we have a lot of fun together Todd who owns the agency so he let me kind of mess with um the social media and email and and then from there I was I kind of worked a little bit with other um businesses in the office building so I kind of like went to people that I knew first and then I started going to networking events Mm. as like I'm Liz and I help people do the website thing and I there used to be this awesome organization it doesn't exist anymore but it was uh called the downtown women's club and it was like a, a professional networking for women in the South shore and the Boston area and everywhere. Oh, it was like Boston business women, except in person. So um, cool. It was great. And that's where I got my first few clients from that. That's so, and cool. then I went to a BNI and I got a client there who's still my client since 2011. I've known, she's known me that long. She's known me through two marriages and a baby cross country oh move
1: gosh, that's a lot. Amazing. So yeah. Like starting out in probably the worst economic time you possibly could, you know, what were some of the struggles that you faced like sort of building the brand? Because I know for sure it's not easy. First off, you know, that that was around the time where everything was so new. So I don't think many people knew the value of the Facebook pages and things like that. And websites, I feel like we're still in transition. Like nowadays, if you don't have a website, you basically don't exist. Like that's just what it is. But at that time, I feel like things were still like in flux almost in a way. So how did you get past those struggles? And like, how did you get people to see the value? You know, I know you mentioned insurance sales skills was pretty good too, but I know there's a lot of moving parts to this. So I'm just, I'm curious to know like how you got past those points because there's so many entrepreneurs out there first starting out and they're like, this is great. And then they're like, you know, it takes time to build. Mm.
0: Yeah, it does. It certainly does. And I, I think it was first, as far as selling the value, I think what business owners were looking for at the time is they were like, nothing is working. How can Mm. we be found when nothing's working and nobody wants to buy anything? And it was like a new way to be found. Mm. And so people were more open to it um because they were they were like I have a website does that matter like they were like they didn't see it was important they might have had a website but they might have made it in like Dreamweaver and uploaded it to the internet like it was very casual to make a website then it wasn't like it, those stakes weren't as high now it's like with websites like you can be oh my gosh it's it's like painting it's like it's my art you know mm. that's my what I do and so I think they were like a little open to it. I think with the challenges for new business owners, I think people quit too early because I think you have to be willing to know everyone to meet everybody and walk up and say, I'm Liz. I make websites and I make them look wicked good. You know, like, and I help people make money cause I love making money. Like I, these are things I get so excited about. Right. Yeah. And I love helping people show up on the internet and like, you have to know the things that you say, right? As your business. Those are the things that I say because they come from my heart. And so what in your heart do you want to be doing? Do that and then just get the money for it. But you have to show up and say it. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I was online just genuinely last night. I was online and there was this girl and she was like, oh, my friend is an author of a book and he's looking for some help um, with book publicity and book marketing. And I was like, oh, I've done that. So I comment on it and she's like, how do you know everyone? And I think it's like probably probably a little annoyed because I'm like, I do. I know a lot. And so I just told her, I go, I've been around the block a few times. I don't know what to tell you, but I know a lot of people that do book marketing. In fact, I've done book marketing marketing and some book publicity. So I was like, I do it. And I go, but I know publicists that like, that's their whole thing. She's finally scheduling a call with me. Cause I think she's tired of me saying, I know everybody. Cause I think she's like, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see who, you know? Yeah. It's funny though, but it's because I put myself out there. You have to, it's scary, you know, but you got to do it.
1: Especially like in the first three to five years of business, I feel like it's your most pivotal, especially those first three years is like where I feel like you get through those past those three to five years and you're over like the hump after you get over the hump Mm. it's like you hit the ground running but getting past that hump was the hardest part so like for you how did you get past those initial years because I know I mean it's just it's never easy and Mm. same thing with me any successful entrepreneur that I know they're like yeah Pam first three to five years we're a little you know you're just figuring things out you know you're you're figuring
0: things out you work a lot harder too right i mean i worked like odd hours in the first few years like i would be up like all of a sudden i'd be up till i mean back then i was up till like one or two o'clock in the morning learning things on the internet about the internet learning things about website development. Like I can make, what's great is I know how to do everything I sell. This is an important thing, I think. Not that you have to know how to make a house. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But like for me, it's like, it's nice to at least understand conceptually how everything goes together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was up, I would, I remember I was working all the time. And also I had a long distance boyfriend. It helps to not be distracted by, honestly, by a boyfriend. Because boyfriends Mm -hmm. are very distracting. So make him far away for a while. And then... (laughs) Let him come to you, but I, I had a long distance relationship at the time. So I wasn't like always going out on Fridays and Saturday nights. I would just be like working and doing things in my business because I'd be like, well, what can I do to be better? How do I make it better? And it was always, how do I raise the bar? That was always what I was like, not that it wasn't good enough, but I always wanted better. Um, and so that's what I would do. It would be like at on the weekend nights in the beginning. And then I would say like, once it was like the third year and I wasn't doing that anymore. Like I, cause I was known enough. Like mm. as I was getting into the third year, that's 2014. I was living in Mississippi or I was on the Cape and about to move to Mississippi. I was married to my first husband and I think I needed my business. And around that third year mark, I had just got married and I remember he had lost his job and I had to pay for the wedding venue oh my like 20,000. No, it was actually not 20,000. It was, uh, 13,900. It was some odd amount of money. And I was like, how am I going to gross this much money? He lost his job. He was saying we should postpone the wedding. Now we're divorced. And I'm like, God, maybe he was trying to tell me something. I look back at this, right? <laughs> Red flags. Cause we're not together now. But I remember I was like, well, I'll just have to make the money myself and pay for it myself. Cause obviously it'd be wicked embarrassing to postpone a wedding. Cause like. Do you know what I mean? In that right. time, it wasn't because of pandemics. It was right, right. people would assume we don't love each other, which would be terrifying to me. So I was like, oh, I'll just make the money. So I ran a sale. I sold to my existing network and I grossed $22,000 in like uh, 10 days because I had to. Wow. Yeah. And, and ever since then, I've never worried about money. I really don't. I don't worry about money because I've always proven to myself that it's there. And it's about just going to get it when I needed some.
1: That's the abundance mindset right there. Like that's great. That's crazy. So you must have manifested that somehow. Like how how did you make that happen in 10 days? That's
0: unreal. I sold I just, I wrote up a sales flyer cause I'm a designer. So I designed a sales flyer. And at the time I sold hourly packages. I don't even remember what the prices were. Uh, they were cheap. I was so, so cheap then cause I was so young and I didn't know anything. <laughs> and I, and I remember I was like, okay, it's a buy more, save more. So if you buy five packs of 10, if you buy 50 hours, you'll get 20% off or something ridiculous. Right. And so by doing this very aggressive sale, I was able to get more yeses, mm. and so and also I put a deadline on the sale. Like you have to tell me by today at x x o'clock, whatever time it was, or by Friday at two. And then that way, at Friday at two, I'm like, did you even see this? Did you see this? Like I could follow up. It would entitle me to do that, and I followed it up until I got a yes or no. I closed the loop with every single person I emailed, and it really did equal twenty two thousand dollars, which was. A lot more than I needed at the time. They helped me pay for our honeymoon. They helped me pay for all kinds of things.
1: That's amazing. Oh my God. And then now you've grown Liz Teresa into this amazing brand. And not only that, but you started your podcast, which is Liz up biz, which everyone needs to know about because it's super, super awesome. So tell us how you sort of segued into, into that. I think, I mean, I I feel like it almost flowed naturally to you because you love people and you love business. So it's like, why not talk about it?
0: I was a little worried. I was like, who is going to listen to me? I mean, not to be awful, but at the time I had some coaching clients. I didn't have a ton of coaching clients. I was kind of like in the doldrums of business where you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Was that my, my seven year itch? No, it was 2016. So my business was five mm. then. Wow, I've had with podcasts a long time. And so, it, but back then it was very cool to have a podcast. And I had seen other people do it. And I was like, and we were kind of slow. So I said to my web developer, Zach, who's one of my closest friends. And I was like, I feel like, I was like, I kind of feel like we should have a podcast because, like, we got nothing to do right now. We know how to make one, we have no technical limitation. I know how to talk. Like, why don't we just do it? So I recorded the intro. Like an outro within like 10 minutes i did that those so f- i wrote them and recorded them and it was over like the same intro and outro you hear now is like i just wrote it out i recorded it and i was like that's great and that's it and then the name came to my developer zach thought of the name like in the shower or something weird and then text me and was like liz on biz that's what this is it's gonna be liz on biz because it's you and it's business and it rhymes and it's funny And it's you. So that's it. It's Liz on Biz. And so then it's been like that. Yeah, for a while. Weekly, every Monday, everywhere you podcast.
1: That's awesome. And it's been featured in Forbes. And I'm pretty sure Jimmy Fallon follows you.
0: Yes, he does. Jimmy Fallon does. I have the email I printed out of where it's like Twitter says Jimmy Fallon now follows you. It's (laughs) because I used to tweet Jimmy Fallon live during his show. Oh, that's I would tweet so awesome. him and respond to things he was saying because I was a weirdo. And then my mom was like, I think he's married. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I I wasn't like flirty, but like, I guess maybe. And so my mom was like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then he followed me anyway. And I was like, oh, clearly he's listening and thinks I'm funny. Oh, my
1: God. I love yeah. it.
0: That's so So then cool. that made my life. Yeah. That's
1: so cool because it's like something you just started out of nowhere. And then like, it's just kind of blown up to be huge for you which is super yeah. exciting super exciting so like now these days like where wh- what is the least Liz Teresa brand doing sort of like what is your main focus now and the different things that you're sort of passionate about and different offerings like I know and I'll, mm-hmm. and I'll let everybody know this offhand when yeah. you go to PamelaVardy.com that was designed by Liz
0: such a good oh, site it really is it's, so- it's one of my favorites so it's beautiful like, and
1: the logos and everything it's just like the bomb.com. So obviously Liz is a master at what she does, but like sort of where is Liz Teresa at now as a brand and where is it sort of heading in the future?
0: This is such a good question. And I recently went to a brand workshop where they had us write our mission statement, but aspirational. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had never really been aspirational when writing it. So it forced me to really think about how I want to fit into other people's world. And I and I was I had been halfway there. So I like to say Liz Teresa is the number one solution for entrepreneurs wanting to rise and be the stars of their industry. Mm-hmm. And here are the ways that we do it. And then I say, you know, website design business mentorship, copywriting, and then it goes, you know, branding and there's all this stuff that we do. And that's what I like to say to people. And I do want to be number one. And I consider myself already number one. It's just that matter of communicating it to people. So they know that because in websites and in online marketing, there's so many hacks, idiots that don't really know what this stuff is. When I tell you, this is my life's work. I love websites. I love business. My heart like goes on fire when I talk about this stuff because it's so empowering and it's, it's such important work. And so as far as what I want to keep doing, I love launching group coaching programs. That's probably my favorite thing. Um, I have the Visibility Accelerator coming out. Yes, it's so cool because I'm all about accelerating people into the stardom that they deserve because fame is something that we can create and it's something that we can claim for ourselves. It's not being discovered. That's not what marketing is. It's about discovering yourself and then showing up that way. And that's what the Visibility Accelerator is all about. It's, It's for business owners and entrepreneurs um, that want to just boost their startup through digital marketing and PR. And it's, it's very cool. It's starting in August. uh, So I'm very excited about it.
1: That's so awesome. I love the passion in your voice when you talk about it. And that, that shows so much about how much you love what you do genuinely in a genuine way. And that's obviously what's propelled you to like keep everything going. Now, like if you would say, what have been like, what, what was your most memorable moment in business that you were like, yes, (laughs) you're like, that like fired you up to just like keep rocking.
0: The $22,000 is hard to beat (laughs) when I made that much money. I mean, that was like so cool. And I kind of, that was like the first moment that I proved to myself, I can manifest the things that I want in my life. Right. And so that was really cool. But like some of my best CEO moments Like, I mean, the muffin story is really good. Do you know the muffin story? I don't. Okay, the muffin story is that there was this one day that I had like all these calls booked very concurrently, like one after another after another. And I got to be so hungry, because I went, I like talked right through lunch. And then I had another call at three o'clock and I was like, well, she's not going to mind if I just eat this muffin, right? Like it'll be, I'll be five minutes, five minutes. So then I emailed her and I go, hi, I'm so like, I'm so sorry. I just need five minutes. I'm so hungry and I need to eat this muffin. And then she was like, I want a refund. You're not committed to this project. Like I'm so tired of you putting this off. And I was like, all right, I go. I, and so I was like, hi, please take your money. I've sent it to you. And I was like, I'm so glad you showed me. Basically I said, I'm so glad you showed me who you are now. Cause I mean, like for the love of God, just eat the muffin for everybody listening. If people aren't going to let you eat a muffin, then they shouldn't be in your life or business. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it. And so I'm so proud of that moment. Cause I was like, Oh, fine. Here's all your money. Get away from me. You bad karma person. Yeah. The muffin story. Wow. Yeah. So that's powerful too. You know, Cause
1: sometimes, you know, in business, I mean, you want to capture all the business you possibly can. Right. But then, like, you know. Letting go of the toxicity of some clients, you know, is another thing. So that that's an awesome example because I know that there's entrepreneurs out there that struggle with that too, you know, and it's like, honestly, you're better off because this person's gonna drive you
0: insane. <laughs> oh, you think it's bad now? All I did was eat a muffin. I'm like, imagine if she had a real problem.
1: Jeez. Oh. Yeah.
0: My gosh. Yeah, she's a real nut to crack. I see her on the internet and I shake my head. She's about like a financial empowerment. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I can't
1: but I can eat a
0: But I can eat a muffin. <laughs> no, like it sounds like you resent you were probably hungry. She probably wanted that muffin. Did you give us a muffin,
1: Every time I see a muffin, I'm going to think of you, Liz. (laughs) Yes.
0: People tell me that after the muffin story. It's a good story.
1: Absolutely. Now, another question for you. Mm -hmm. So what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now?
0: Oh, don't marry the first guy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'd probably say, I'd probably have me raise my prices sooner. That's something Mm. that people don't do. I mean, I remember trying to be competitive and always worrying about price. But what's so fascinating is the moment that you learn that the price doesn't really matter. Like the difference between fives and twos and whatever—that's not really like where the decision making happens in the mind of the buyer. Right? They see a price and all they think is, "Do I Like they probably do, right? And it's just about making your place and your place of business and your product or service like important enough to buy. So it's about how well you sell. Right. Really? I mean, you could sell anything for any amount of money as long as you made it seem really important. And that has to do with like raising the stakes, increasing urgency. And then there's like, that's like a whole, there's so many layers on how that could be really fun and exhilarating for you. Uh, but yeah, that's completely, that was a huge thing. Cause I was always like, well, I want to be competitive and I always, and I still am competitive. I mean, people charge $20,000 for websites. People are crazy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but then again, they get paid. So maybe they've just accepted it that they can charge that. I think it's a little yeah. bit of that too.
1: Yeah, but, um, I think it's about like creating value too. I think what, yeah. you know, what you bring to the table is like you bring a awesome energy and you're just like, all right, let's rock it out in X, Y, and Z. Like I remember yes. when you helped me with my website, I was like, you're like, all right, Pam, what do you envision? You're like, Because I have a whole idea, but you know, what do you envision? <laughs> yeah, so It's like super cool because you literally want to help the entrepreneur become the superstar of their business. And like, it's so genuinely clear and like, I love that, I you know, so my website, I'm obsessed with it and I show it to everyone and they're like, Oh, that's
0: yes, so gorgeous. They and do. Awesome. It's so badass. It's so, so cool.
1: Awesome. So it's like, you know, I, I love that about you, that you help me, you that know, you genuinely want to help the entrepreneur that you're helping. Like you basically just want them to be the superstar of their business. So you're passionate about business and everything. And I love that so much thank you so and that's and I think that's what's propelled you next level and I mean now there's just expansion and I see you growing so much and it's absolutely fascinating uh so one last question for you would be you know what advice would you give to entrepreneurs out there who are just starting out or someone who has a dream to start something or any piece of advice that you would give
0: I would say I have like it's like two part Surround yourself with people that are going to lift you higher business is people, my entire business has grown because of like talking to people and introducing myself a certain way. If you're at the stage where you're like, you're in the really beginnings, I actually think it's not such a bad idea to hire a coach sooner. Mm -hmm. It's scarier when you're in the beginning, it would have gone faster for me. Um, And that's a way of when you hire um, a coach or a mentor, And it doesn't have to be me, although I'm a great place to give money to. Um, But (laughs) if you wanted to get one, it will it really helps you uh, see what's important more quickly. So you're not like spinning your wheels in unnecessary places, because I think right now a problem that I see happening is like there's because online marketing is such a big thing. There are now fads. And like trends of like, oh, I don't have a business yet or a website, but I'm going to just go make a funnel at a course because that's, that's what everybody's doing. And it's like, yeah. that's not doesn't mean it's right for you, one. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody used to smoke cigarettes and now they say you shouldn't. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad for you. But it just means it's not, it's not actually where you would ever start in a business. Like I find it shocking that people are starting there. Um, so just be careful of trends and, mm. and try to find people that are going to take you to the next level. And educate you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And now, what's next for you, girl?
0: Oh, I mean, I think continuing to be a really good mama, because I'm grateful that my business gives me the freedom to be that my, my work life balance is really great. I mean, I have very few nights where I'm up working last night. I was up working because <laughs> I have a really important project I'm working on, um, or it's important to me. So I, I was taking the time to do it last mm-hmm. night. because it was when you're struck with inspiration, you got to run with it. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I mean, I'm really grateful for that. And he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's one as you know now yeah little leo he's 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 so he's amazing and he's so strong for a one-year-old baby oh (laughs) he's crazy and i brought him to a restaurant and it was really stressful (laughs) but he'll get there i have to reteach him restaurants
1: he's so cute he's so cute and now liz like how can everyone find you
0: Okay, you guys. Yeah, I should tell you stuff. So LizTeresa.com. It's um, L-I-Z-T-H-E-R-E-S-A. LizTheresa.com. At the top of the page, you'll see a ribbon that takes you to the visibility accelerator, or you can go to lizteresacom slash 15, the number 15. If you want to schedule a free 15 minute call with me, because I'm a friendly human, you want to talk business, or you can follow me at Teresa anywhere on the internet.
1: Awesome. And tell them about your podcast too. Where can you find your podcast?
0: LizOnbiz.com and Liz on Biz is streaming uh, with weekly episodes delivered fresh every Monday wherever you podcast iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and all the places.
1: Yay! Liz, thank you so, so much for being here today. Greatly appreciate you. Got so much love for you. Can't wait to see what happens next in the future. But I know we'll always be connected.
0: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank I appreciate you so much. it. Thank you. The only dream that I've been chasing
1: is my own. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift. And join us